Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Tuesday, April 26, 2022. I'm speaking to you in high fidelity. Uh, I forgot to bring in, bring uh, the webcam back. I had to use it for something else. <laughs> so I'm using the built-in webcam on this uh, 2015 computer, uh, which is, of course looks like a 2015 webcam. So hopefully you don't mind me looking a little bit blurry and kind of gross. Uh, let's see. I see you checking in in the chat. We've got Karen. Tim, Defresh, is going to listen to banned books after this too. Good for you. Um, hopefully. Gus and Eileen, Lori, uh, our sympathies with you and the death of your brother, Charlie. So we'll add you into the prayers. Um, and then let's see, Chris, there's Chris. Yep. And Don and Karen. Good. All right. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, let's say our memory verse together. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. All right. Our psalm this week is Psalm 81. Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day. For it is a statute for Israel, a just decree of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph He went when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a language I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I delivered you. I answered you in the place, secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I would... I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me, so I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Know that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him, and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Uh, really a lovely psalm in that uh, it speaks of, well, from God's perspective. It reminds me of um, Sparatus's hymn, Salvation unto us has come, uh, right? Go forth, my son, the Father said. Uh, it's time for us to have salvation, right? Uh, where the hymn writer uh, 
puts the dialogue in first person and with the son, um, Jesus, so the father speaking to the son, and then the son responding to the father and having that inner uh, personal dialogue within the Holy Trinity. Uh, it reminds me of that because here it's it's God speaking again. So in the psalm we hear God's speech, right? First of His deliverance, uh, which is verses six through ten. But then, uh, kind of, I would I would almost say His emotional or just visceral reaction um, to their lack of well their rebellion in the wilderness, right? Um, and and really a lament. It's a lament though not from the people toward God, but rather God um, toward the people. Right. And even in the midst of that lament, though, there is this promise, right? I would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. Right? And you think about the sacrament there, the finest of the wheat. All right, very good. Hola, Vicky. I see you checking in on uh, YouTube. <laughs> you're, you're flexing your, uh, your foreign greeting muscles there. That's great. All right. Um, our first reading today is from Acts chapter 10. We're just working through the preaching of Acts here. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all, that word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to the witnesses chosen before by God even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness through his name, or that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. All right, a couple things to note here. Uh, The first is, you'll see that there's this rehearsal of what happened, that happens in in the preaching in Acts. So uh, the suffering, death, resurrection of Jesus is at the center of the preaching uh, of the apostles, not just at Pentecost, but all the way through, uh, including Paul's preaching. It is the the basis upon which, um, well, it is the central testimony of the entire scriptures, right? Which he says here, all the prophets uh, witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will uh, receive remission of sins. Right? Now, this is exactly what he's going to do in our reading that we're going to look at today. He opens up the scriptures that they would see that that is the testimony of Moses and the prophets. They bear witness to Jesus' suffering and death for the forgiveness of sins. All right? And that's for all. So, a few things going on here. Speaking of now, we go to the road to Emmaus. Now, behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed in reason that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning 
Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, as slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. All right. So we've got how many disciples on the road here? We've got two disciples on the road, right? And they're going to Emmaus. Yeah, they're going to Emmaus. Uh, how far away from Jerusalem is Emmaus? About seven miles, right? Um, there's another story in Luke's gospel, and we think we've talked about this in particular with Luke, that the end and the beginning are sometimes very similar. Um, there's all these, uh, like, we call them bookends in the text. Right, so at the beginning of the story, Luke chapter 2, um, we have Jesus on the his family on the road um, after the feast of the Passover at age twelve. Right, he was in the temple, and they were the dis, his parents were on the roads, and they didn't have Jesus, so they went back to Jerusalem. Here, they're on the road, they're leaving Jerusalem, and they're going with Jesus. You see, yeah. So it's a it's, there's a little bit of a reversal happening there. Of course, what were the disciples talking about on the road? <laughs> what else would you be talking about? All right, everything that had happened in Jerusalem right, in those days. Um, I think we maybe forget or miss, you know, because eh, crucifixions happen all the time, right? Um, not like that. Um, not pub- with public trial before Pilate and um, be- before the Sanhedrin, not with the crowds having welcomed him as their Messiah on Palm Sunday, not with um, temple curtains being torn in two and um, earthquakes and sun being darkened and the graves being opened. Um, not with you know, really what would have been you know, uh, traumatic events, right? Okay, so of course that's what they're talking about. Um, and who joined them on their own, of course? We have Jesus, right? Jesus comes along and walks with them. But notice they don't recognize him. This is a lot like uh, John's gospel, where Mary Magdalene uh, does not recognize Jesus, thinking him to be the gardener, right? Um, so they respond. Uh, they think of him as a stranger, or you might say a visitor in Jerusalem, right? A pilgrim, right? That he was another one of the pilgrims who had come to Jerusalem uh, for the feast. And you would hang out until Pentecost, right? So they would go back to Emmaus, but then uh, come back, you know, for the feast 40 days later. What did the disciples then say about the events of Jerusalem, right? Because he prompts them, what things? (laughs) This reminds me a lot of uh, the garden, right? Well, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the fruit? And you're like, Jesus. I mean, you're asking uh, Adam and Eve, you already know the answer, but we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, same thing here. You know, why are you, what are you talking about? Why are you sad? What are the things, right? He knows, but but he asks. Uh, and so they say, right? They And they do, like we saw with Peter in Acts, um, so here with Cleopas and the other, right? They rehearse the events of what happened, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, right? They confess him as a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and the people, that he was delivered um, 
over by the chief by the chief priests and the rulers over to be condemned and crucified and died, right? And then they, they had this 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 statement here, which I think is really important, right? Their central hope was we thought he was the one who was going to redeem Israel, right? And of course, Jesus is the one who redeems Israel. Uh, but what did they mean by this? Of course, yeah, they thought Jesus would be an earthly king, right? Um, there's something interesting here. Because in, in Luke's gospel, um, before, we talked about this yesterday, uh, Moses and Elijah, might, you might say, appeared to the women, right? The two men at the tomb um, in dazzling apparel and glory, right? Um, but here, verse 23, they refer to the two men as a vision of angels, all right? So, um, you know, difference there, men or angels, right? Either way, messengers, right? From God. Um, according to verse 24, why didn't the disciples believe that Jesus was risen? You think of Thomas on Sunday, right? But him they did not see, right? So an empty tomb and the message of, of an angel is not enough for them. They did not see him. So look at how Jesus addresses them. Ooh, right, it zings, doesn't it? Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, right? In other words, you have the scriptures, you have Moses and the prophets, listen to them, right? As he says to, uh, as uh, Abraham says to poor Lazarus, right? While uh, the rich man is suffering in Hades. They have Moses uh, and the prophet, or Elijah, or Moses and the prophets, listen to them. Same here. You have Moses and the prophets. Why, why, why would you not know that the Christ has to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Hmm. All right, so this... Uh, is really important for us. This is what we spend all of our time doing here at the Congregation of Prayer, really, is uh, listen to God's word and ask that question. How does this confess that Christ must suffer, die, and rise again on the third day? Right? Um, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's less than obvious. Sometimes um, maybe tangential. But but that's the, the narrative direction of the entire scriptures is to those events, right? From Moses onward. And so... Um, not believing, you know, slow of heart, he opens their, opens to them, opens their eyes to him, but not um, to his body, so to speak, rather um, to the body that is the church through the word, right? He explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning, concerning him, right? And uh, that rehearsal that you saw where they, where they described to him, he asked them uh, what things, and then they tell him, um, what he clearly already knows. But this is something I think really important for us to remember, that Jesus delights in hearing um, his own word spoken by us back to him, right? Um, it's what we call an echo, um, but uh, in Greek, it's it's kata-echo, kata-echo, from which we get all of the various catechism, catechesis, catechumen, catechist, all those words come from kata-echo, um, which means to um, to echo back, right? And this is what we do with Jesus. It's rabbinical, but it's also, um, you know, it's what we do here is you hear God's word. I ask you questions. You echo back what you heard, right? Uh, and that helps with comprehension, of course, listening comprehension. But um, Jesus delights in hearing those words echoed back to him. And he, uh, this is how he, was the method he's chosen um, to bring, to open your hearts, to understand the scriptures. We call it catechesis or catechizing, right? And that's what he's doing here, and that's what we do, too. 
All right, so the disciples knew the details of the last three days, but they didn't understand what had happened or why even. They needed to be catechized by Jesus. That is, they needed the scriptures explained to them. It's the same for all of us. The word of God needs to be preached and taught among us so that faith might cling to the truth of Christ. It was not the seeing that brought faith, but the hearing of the word of God, which was would be the key to their faith. All the scriptures testify of Jesus. Jesus made it clear that the entire Old Testament is about him. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of kata echo, right? Um, let's echo back to God what uh, he has said uh, uh, in instruction to wives. All right. Say it with me. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5, verse 22. This is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right. You do not give way to fear. 1 Peter 3, verses 5 through 6. We pray. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion all Christian women into wives made in the image of your bride, the church. Teach them to submit to their husbands as to you, their Lord and Savior. Give them hearts to trust in your word. Honor their husbands. Look to them and look to them for love and spiritual headship. Deliver them from all fear and faithlessness. Where their husbands fail them, support them with your grace and let them find their sufficiency in you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. All right. Hymn time. I know that my Redeemer lives.
Very good. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right. Today is a commemoration. Um, but I don't know if I actually have anything to share with you on that. Let's see if they put anything here in the congregation of prayer. No, they did not. Well, it's not really a commemoration. It is the anniversary of uh, the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, 175 years uh, on this day. All right, so we give thanks to God for that. Let's continue then with prayer. We pray today for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. We pray today with Dale and Preston who celebrate their birthday. Pray for the households of our church, especially Jim, Garrett, Shannon, Tanya, Robbie and Lisa, and Vicki. Uh, we pray in Thanksgiving for the acceptance of a divine call by Mrs. Cheryl Polster and for 20 years of teaching by Mrs. Marla Kipp. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment, or recovering, especially uh, our teachers and children. About half the school's out. Two of our teachers are out today and uh, our secretary. We also pray for Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy, Merlin, Jim, and Mike. Pray for our homebound, Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. We pray um, that uh, God would bless the work of Mary's room. We ask for the preservation and increase of our faith. And we pray with those grieving, especially Lori, um, at the death of her brother, Charlie. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been a joy to be with you today. Uh, Lord, uh, be with you and keep you safe in his, in his peace. Uh, let's see. That should be more like that. Let's see if that works better. Ah, just trying to adjust the uh, camera here. It's not liking me. Yeah, good enough. Yes, you're welcome, Don. Um, let's see. Anything else? Today's Tuesday. Yeah, keep the school in your, in your prayers. <laughs> We're kind of devastated. Good, all the kids, um, they're actually having their classroom in the hallway. Just brought all the desks out into the hall and put the whole thing together since we're down so many. Uh, so whatever's going around, it's a stomach bug, they say. So that's that. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, uh, we'll have Congregation of Prayer at 9. Uh, make plans to come to 
uh, what we're calling new member class, but it's really just adult catechesis. It's a great refresher for those of you who haven't been a part. Um, I haven't gone through catechesis in a while, <laughs> maybe in decades, um, or it seems like a lifetime ago. And, uh, you know, because that's what they'll receive as well. And then uh, divine service at 7 p.m. tomorrow. So make plans for that. We're going to celebrate the Feast of St. Mark. All right, Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.